Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1077, May 15th, 2023. 94 degrees on this day in 2001. And 31 degrees on this day on two occasions, 1907 and 1980. If you own a lake home, the swimming season is almost upon us. Pretty good weather forecast this week. Contact Aquaside. They'll keep your beach free of weeds and algae. They've been doing that for more than 60 years with a complete line of control products that are made right there in White Bear Lake. The products are easy to use and work quickly. Register with the EPA and DNR. Call them and tell them what you're looking at. They'll get you the right products. Call Aquaside at one 800 328-9350 or go to aquaside.com And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop John Hyde in the newsroom and of course, the rookie Here is your flashlight king fireworks commissioner and the keeper of common sense your mayor, Joe Sushir. I don't know where to begin because things are falling apart faster than we imagined. Hmm. <laughs> uh, had a big fight at the uh, Ward 10 endorsing convention in Minneapolis. We were throwing hands. Well, apparently one commie's not commie enough. <laughs> I, I can't come up with any other reason why they had the fight. It's, uh, what's her name? Asia Chugati. She's a confirmed Marxist socialist. Ward 10. She holds the seat, and she was seeking the endorsement. And uh, who's the uh, who's the challenger? Warsami? Nasri Warsami. Nasri Warsami, uh, who might out-Marxist her, for all we know. And the only thing I can tell is that Chugati went to the stage, apparently it being her turn to be at the podium, and the Warsami's people uh, didn't want her up there. So they went up and, and started chanting and, and throwing hands. And the next thing you know, all hell breaks loose. Mm. They're banging on tables and jumping on stage and waving signs mm-hmm. and carrying on. Acting foolishly. And the coppers had to be called and uh, the whole thing was broken up. I was scared some of us might die, said <laughs> Bridget Slander. Yeah, a lot of pearl clutching going was on, on here. on stage with other Chugati supporters when they saw people punching and shoving and pushing each other. It was chaos, Siljander said, adding they were terrified the fight would turn into a stampede, and it felt in the moment like an insurrection. Come on. Siljander said those who incited the violence should be removed from the party and criminally charged. Harumph! 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 There's something about this. Immediately. Convention Chair Sam Doton called the behavior embarrassing. Well, your party's embarrassing. And enjoyed uh, and adjourned the event without a nominee being chosen, saying it wasn't safe to continue. So now we don't know how the party will proceed to find a, uh, a nominee to endorse, what difference does it make? It's going to be, there be there's scant difference between the two commies. So, Ward 10, you're in for a, another treat there. Such we were talking before we began about Ward 10, and you asked me what the uh, demographics were. And I would say now, looking at the lines like I am, I would say it's more blue-collar 
than anything, and a lot of Uptown is covered. Yeah. Uh, Chugatti said her supporters were assaulted, and she said Warsami delegates charged the stage, assaulting me and my supporters as I was about to get begin my speech, and her supporters had to lock themselves in a hospitality room. Ooh. Oh, safe room. <laughs> yeah, to get away from the conflict. Uh, what happened was uh, horrifying, unacceptable, and indicative of the growing threat to progressive pro-people candidates and movement leaders. So are we to understand that she's accusing Warsami of not being a progressive? What is he? Is, is he a conservative Republican? No. In their, maybe in their mind he's too soft? No, it's a DFL endorsement. Warsami said that his campaign manager was assaulted by a staff member of the Trugati campaign. He later posted a picture of himself visiting an injured supporter in the hospital. Uh, I think Warsami's... Well, let's get to Warsami's campaign manager. Has uh, his name ever come up during that food fraud scandal? <laughs> I'm just asking. I don't know. For a friend. For a friend. No, it's for me. It. I just had it. Warsami's <laughs> campaign manager, according to something called the wedge, and our boys have done the homework trying to figure out what the wedge is. That's it's a, a lot of blah, blah, blah. It's a site in Minneapolis. Uh, Reporting and podcasting. Oh, gee, and I have so many papers. Political. Uh, Warsami's campaign manager, whose name escapes me, look it up, John, please, is uh, a leading uh, principal in the food fraud scandal, if this wedge site is too... Uh, to be believed. So there's such an uh, there's such an intramural gang of uh, of uh, interested parties in Minneapolis to not only steal money but to hold political office uh, that it's hard to really sort all of this out as Minneapolis continues to fall into complete ruin. No, I sh I'm sorry. I had all of that. What exactly I, are you looking for, Jim? I had uh, uh, something from the wedge, and uh, maybe it was on my phone. Uh, uh, but then now I can't find my phone. Let me call you. No, here it is. That old trick. Yeah. Oh, brother. I, I, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that uh, there is just so much happening right now that it's difficult to uh, to follow. I got it from uh, Bill Glan uh, from the Center of the American Experiment. I was uh, reading some of his tweets, and uh, they're terribly interesting. And here they are. And uh, he right well, he's got Andy No quoting. Rioting broke out at the DFL endorsing convention. Supporters of opposing candidates clashed at the stage. Many of the attendees were f were from Somalia, where political violence apparently is routine. Uh, we also learned from Glenn that the exemption for sales tax for more baby products that passed both chambers. Uh, it's no longer either in the Senate or House 
tax bills. So I guess moms trying to buy stuff for their babies will still pay taxes on it. Uh, oh, hell, I, I hate to do this, but I guess Warsami filed his campaign as an LLC. Yeah, I'm seeing it right here. Which means he could keep the profits from the money he raises. Are you kidding me? These people are beyond the pale. Uh, I have a possible reason why the fight broke out. I'm not sure if I believe it. Mm -hmm. It's in the strip piece. A woman who attended the convention with plans to vote for Nassari Mm -hmm. said the event was poorly run. Um, Warsami supporters were frustrated by poor interpretations for non-English speakers and had a feeling that the convention was being run with a bias towards Shugati. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it was like bad, you know, it's like bad refs, <laughs> bad umpires. According to the Wedge, uh, Abshir Omar, whose connections to the Feeding Our Future fraud is uh, Warsami's campaign manager. That's according to something called the Wedge, which is. That's a, correct. Yeah, I found that also. Yeah. Same guy. Abshir Omar. Uh, a food fraudster, allegedly, is uh, the campaign manager for fellow Somalian Warsami. That's that's uh, that's it. This is just absolutely wow, fascinating. Just fascinating. According to the Minnesota reformer, Omar was deputy director of the nonprofit Tasho that ran six food distribution sites sponsored by Feeding Our Future, which reported serving four thousand meals per day. I don't think they did. Only in America well, could you come as a as an immigrant and so quickly scam the system. Could, learn that quick. First huh? of all, if I went to Somalia, there's nothing to scam because they don't have any money. But can you imagine going to Somalia and within months no. uh, holding a legislative seat and scamming the, the the taxpayers of Somalia out of a quarter of a billion but is, dollars? Isn't this fast. just another in in a litany of examples in which the people that were committing these frauds had direct ties to people that are holding office? Mm-hmm. So they all had a helping hand from someone that is currently seated and was elected. But if, do, you, uh, do you ever get the feeling that the scammers... I mean, could we place them in, like, sports terms? The scammers, these aren't major league scammers. These are town ball scammers. These are amateurs. I call a quarter of a billion major league. But they're going for the low-hanging fruit. They got caught. If they were really good, like we discussed when it was happening. Oh, you're saying level. I see what you're saying. They they yeah. would have scammed a little bit over a long period well, of time. Well, they greedy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and that's the problem with these Somali scammers. This was Jose Canseco shooting up in the a- Oakland A's clubhouse going, oh, what, what, what? What's the C here? That's what you're saying. Well, you're saying if they were more professional about it, yes. they would have garnered more uh, success. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm seeing from these kind of scammers. Yeah. Now, one thing if I could... Uh, Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. I was, I was just going to say, we talked off air. Uh, Chris was asking, or Jill, you were asking about the Republican ward, uh, uh, how yes, that works. Yes. If we have, well, uh, Chris uh, jokingly said, well, already Republicans running. Chris, very close to the truth. This election comes up in November. Yep. We have 29 announced candidates. Yep. Oh, my God. 27. For John, John, I'm sorry. For Ward 10, 
We have 29 candidates. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. All the, all the, every ward okay. city council member, right? All right. 29 announced, 27 are Democratic Farmer Labor Party, wow. one is Democratic Socialists of America, and one is from the Republican Party. That is Angela Janice Williams in Ward 4. So Chris uh, was uh, pretty close to the truth, joking yeah. or not. I, I, I mean, I kind of was, but I wasn't at the same time. Yeah. They just said to hell with it. We'd thrown in the towel. And the DFL, uh, because they know how to play this game and the Republicans don't, they're holding endorsing conventions to the point where they develop into a brawl. <laughs> but you know what, though? Without the physical confrontation... Yeah. How different is this than, let's say, the, the Democratic presidential convention yeah. when all of them were just eating each other alive and then they all of a sudden got the nominee in Biden and now they're all on the same team? It's yeah. no different. You know what broke out in Ward 10? A rhubarb. A rhubarb? They had a rhubarb. Not a kerfuffle? Rhubarb. Wasn't it? was above a kerfuffle. Okay. It was a rhubarb. <laughs> but you know what? We, ha- we, we have a lot to say about the Republicans giving up, essentially. But how can you blame them? What the guy no, running? The Republican running is running for Ward Four. Ward Four, correct? Is that Allison's seat? The, yeah, that's over north. Yeah. I mean, that's Lowry um, from the river to La, um, Lowry over to I don't know what the hell it is on the west side. I gotta think this is happening. The closer oh. you get to the country's tallest buildings, obviously that, the uh, progressive left mysterians are ruining. The cities of America, including Chicago, most obviously, Minneapolis and St. Paul, Portland, Seattle. I can't root for the Kraken to win the... Uh, oh, God, who It's could? only because of their arena. I can't root for a team that plays in a global warming arena. <laughs> Climate pledge. I know well, what it is. Same with <laughs> the stupid Vegas Knights. Ward 4, though, could Ford. actually use a Republican. Yes, the of course Ward they could. Ford, a Republican would be very good for Ward 4. But Ward 4 is not Allison's. Uh, Ward 4 is your gal, Joe, Latricia Vito. Oh, oh, that's Latricia. Oh, yeah. that's Vito. Well, well, she's only yeah. been there for half a term. Well, two year, yeah, it's Vito will, will beat that Republican challenger. V, Vito, uh, whatever it is, she seems to get it. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, there's so much uh, to chronicle today. Do you recall... Uh, we did talk to Bill Glan about something that we thought was going to be called a bias registry mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Yeah. That if you... if you Hate speech. It, it's not so much that the DFL has a trifecta and is accomplishing everything they want. They, they seem, and I don't mean this uh, with hyperbole, they, they seem quite intent on not only winning everything they want, but then telling you how you're supposed to behave about it. <laughs> yeah. And they're not even being shy about it anymore. Not anymore. And, and telling us that uh, they're doing for us what we asked them to do. Wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> this is a piece from the National Review. This isn't some right-wing talk show host bringing you this. The uh, Minnesota would begin... Well, I have the House file number. It's House file 181. Uh, and apparently this could be very well alive as the DFL trifecta uh, r- r- concludes this legislative season. You know, it's probably going to be part of an omnibus bill or something. It won't be leaping out at people. But 
As part of a registry, Minnesota would begin documenting allegations of bias, hate, and microaggressions that don't amount to crimes or do not already run afoul of anti-discrimination laws. We're keeping a file on you. Which is increasingly becoming a testing ground for far-left policies. And and the, the National Review is reporting this. Republican opponents have called the prospect of a biased database Orwellian and terrifying. It will chill speech, they say, and with so few guardrails, it will be ripe for abuse. Democratic lawmakers say it's needed, so state leaders have a better understanding of the real level of hate and bias in various pockets of the state so they can combat it. But Minnesota Democrats have struggled to answer basic questions, clarifying what information will or will not be collected. How human rights department's officials will ensure the allegations they log are real. And how exactly the data they get uh, from inside your head and dictate what sort of ideals, ideas rattle around in there. So this is Walter Hudson's quote. Hudson said, Democrats have battled, batted around the idea of a biased database in the past. This year, the initiative started in single-subject bills in the House and Senate. The language was then wrapped into an omnibus public safety bill that both chambers, chambers approved. Mm. The omnibus bill, which is now being finalized in conference committee, appropriates $934,000 to the Minnesota Department of Human Rights. They can't even uh, fulfill the obligations of their department, by the way. They're an incompetent uh, building full of bureaucrats. Uh, It will uh, have the Minnesota Department of Human Rights Gather, analyze, and report on discrimination and hate incidents throughout Minnesota. According to whom? Hmm. According to language in the bill, the department will solicit, receive, and compile information from community organizations, school districts, charter schools, and individuals regarding incidents committed in whole or in substantial part because of the victim's or another's actual or perceived race, color, ethnicity, religion, sex, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, age, national origin, or disability. That's it? (laughs) This is that Samantha Vang. Remember, she came up. Yep, yep. Speaking before a House public safety panel about the initiative, Representative Samantha Vang, <coughs> excuse me, a DFLer from Brooklyn Center, noted an anti-Asian discrimination during the COVID-19 pandemic is just, one reason she whipped this together. I was just going to say, COVID came from China. Oops, I'm on the list. You're on the list. I, I'm on the list. Mm-hmm. Oops. Hudson asked Vang if social media posts could be logged by the state if they reference a Bible verse that speaks in condemning terms regarding certain sexual proclivities. In a contentious floor debate, Representative Harry Niska, a Twin Cities area Republican, asked Vang if claiming that COVID-19 is a Chinese bioweapon or wearing a shirt that says, I love J.K. Rowling, could be recorded. Uh, Rowling has run afoul of leftist crackpots for speaking out against the most extreme demands of the transgender movement. Uh, Vang's responses were typically general and evasive. She's not a lawyer, she said, though she didn't deny that any of those hypotheticals could be logged by the state. Mm. 
I would say uh, it's important to let our community know that we do not tolerate hate and bias incidents in the community, Vang said. I, I am not going to lead my life based on what Vang approves of me saying. Go bleep yourself. Right. Where is the right. person to right. say, you, go bleep yourself? You right don't have me. any choice. Right. This is North Korea is Viva what this watch is. Watch what you say. Mm, we have ways of making you talk. The walls have ears. Oh, uh, wow. Hudson said the two themes emerged during debates and committees. One, that whoever takes that call at the Department of Human Rights has total discretion, complete discretion to determine whether or not it's something they're going to include in the registry. Well, at the Department of Education, who answer, whoever answered the phone couldn't even handle a food fraud scam. Right. Do you trust it? Well, obviously, no. Minnesotans trust all these people. They're just wonderful, and they collect butterflies, and they're, <laughs> they just have their best interests at heart. These are evil bastards. They're out to they're out to run they're out to control the way you think. They're out to control the way you yeah. behave. I'm not making any of this up, folks. This is a House File uh, one eight one. Uh, Samantha Vang. Uh, you can look it up for yourself, you euphorians. Maybe Hyperbole you think it's has become reality in this state. Maybe you state. think it's great. That's exactly what's happening. So, so, so what's the next step? Well, first of all, I'm on House File. It's one eight one. Um, I can't find that it's gone anywhere. It's been tucked into the omnibus public safety bill. It's, so, it's, it's, it's alive somewhere. They just so play their games to get it passed. If the omnibus safety bill passes, this, this does would be too? part of it, yeah. Without yeah. any discussion. Well, they've had their discussion. And, they, uh, yeah, they had a bunch of discussion. I'm reading all about it, and... Boy, it's, yeah. So yeah. what's going to happen to this information? Kenny just said COVID came from China. Next week, Kenny's going to say something else. Following week, it's pretty soon I'm going to have a really thick file. None of these things are against the law. They all fall under free speech. But what is the, what's the end result here to me? Are they going to take my home like they, they want to do if I'm a day late on my taxes? Or garnish my paycheck? What, what do they want to do? Let's... Uh Let's figure out the answer to that when we come back. I want to tell you that I was at a grilling festivity yesterday, mm. and they were not, they were not Grunhofer brats. I bet they were. Horrible. Did you walk away? And, and, and I could tell because they didn't have that zing and zest. Yeah, I'm serious. Big difference. I'm serious. Uh, but these were uh, 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 non-podcast listeners who were unaware of. Grunhofer. So I slipped him the word. Okay, now give him. I give gave the word. I gave him the whole conversion speech, mm -hmm. and uh, I think the next time they'll be the Grunhofer's brats because there's 140 different flavors. Mm. It's Minnesota beef for Minnesota farmers. It's the go-to meat emporium of garage logicianship grilling season, which is underway. And man, can you tell the difference? I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. I agree. And, and when, the choir here, really, bro. you really can. And when you're uh, when you're up there, load up on everything else: the steaks, the chops, the pork shoulders, the thick cut, double th double cut, thick smoked, double, double smoked. Double Ham. smoked, thick cut bacon. Uh, I got it finally. I got stuffed it Stuffed chicken. It's everything you want. Ham. Fish. How about fish? Okay, if that's your thing. Salmon. Mm, Kenny, Kenny knows right on that raw, right in the truck. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. 
uh, right at uh, north of Hugo on Highway 61 and in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just east of the Interstate 35, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Garage Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. I forgot to tell you guys that we stopped at the uh, oh, National no. Eagle Center down in uh, uh, Wabashaw. I'll, I'll excuse that. Yeah, it was it was really neat. Yeah. I was the hit of the lobby when I grabbed an eagle puppet and stood up and started singing on eagle's wings. <laughs> I had the entire... Jeez. God, what an embarrassment. So I'm going to post that on Twitter. I hope you'll give it a watch. And, yeah, and here's what... Raise you up on eagle's wings. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to tag every single TV and radio host yes. in the market because you are so God-blessed needy. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Something here I'm taking, I'm guessing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. What day? Monday. The 15th? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That means the uh, Triostato uh, trio <laughs> Toro Time Cutter Row Zero Turn Mowers, uh, that sale continues. we got to listen to these prices. These are pretty amazing machines. I've got a smallish yard. You'll like the 42-inch time cutter zero turn. What you're really going to like, though, is the price, $2,999. Oh, man, that is just, let's go, load it up. Let's go, paperwork, yeah, whatever. Uh, if you don't have a huge large uh, yard, large, yard, large, yeah, that's your baby. Sorry, it's the medicine talking. Uh, the 50-inch time cutter, that's 3499 But if you've got acreage and some of that acreage is rough, let me tell you, the 60-inch Titan Max Zero Turn with the My Ride suspensions like riding on a cloud. This is the one you want for 6499 The My Ride suspension, amazing. And the Kawasaki engines they throw on these things, oh, they just eat the yard up. Super powerful, very reliable. The Toro design and build is the best. you, you got to realize... Toro's been around for, what, three, four million years? They know how to do it, okay? Uh, so when you go into Tri-State, just start snooping under the hood and, you know, check what the hell. Jesus, look look how they built this thing. It's brilliant. Tri-State Bobcat, you'll find three locations in the Metro, Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson. And if you're anywhere near O-Town, Man Keys. Let me try that again. Man Keys. There we go. In O-Town. Also part of the Tri-State Bobcat family. Check out the website, tristatebobcat.com. Oof. Again, again from the uh, National Review, the uh, the Senate file on this bill is 2909. The House file is 181. Uh, Senate file 2909 is currently being finalized in a conference committee before heading to Tim Walz's desk, according to the National Review. So, and that that utter failure will sign it. He has signed everything you've put in front of him. I don't know why he chose to participate in ruining the state, but he has. This is unconscionable. I can't believe it, but it's happening. And I'm not making this up. Minnesota has before it a bill that would record 
apparently uh, you'll be able to call the Department of Human Rights and say, uh, my neighbor just called me a poopy poop. And uh, I don't like it. I don't like that, and I want something done about it. Now, what's being done about it is is interesting. What uh, I can imagine many of these nutcases would call and complain about this show, for example. Oh God, right. we're going to be on the list daily. Well, right. but what what would the state does it 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 logically would follow then that the state would figure out a way to take the show off the air. Garnish the wages. Well, that, but Hubbard wouldn't allow that. Mm, don't think they have any choice. Well, my point is, what's to come of this? Uh, Samantha Vang, you do the people of Minnesota no favors. I find you despicable in your thinking. You have no reason to understand the preciousness or the history of the First Amendment. You have come to the legislature like many other members with single issues in mind. I find you, again, despicable. This is uh, unconscionable. The First Amendment is uh, white privilege, Joe. You know what might happen, though? The likes of Walls, if they heard all this hate speech on our show, might not come on. Walls would write Joe Sucher his name at the top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> this is from a site called... Uh, oh, this is the National Review... The other site is from, there's a Canadian site called LifeSite Life News. They report on this also. You've read not a single word about this in the Star Tribune or the Pioneer Press. Uh I, I don't know. I can't speak for the Pioneer Press because there's just not enough paper left to wonder. But you wonder about the Star Tribune if it just if it's just hoping to become the paper of the mystery hmm. uh, rather than fight for conventional American values and traditions. If the Star Tribune is just patiently waiting to be slotted as the representative mouthpiece. Of what's happening? Do you think so they could survive that way, and then uh, and and not pretend anymore to uh, to find such things as a uh, a bias registry troubling? Apparently, they would be this, accepting of that. This is amazing, Joe. I thought it was interesting that I don't know if it was the New York Post or one of them had a little piece on it, but this is from Canada. Mm -hmm. Minnesota Democrats push government bias registry to track conservative speech. Mm -hmm. And again, uh, I don't have any faith. Uh, I would love to have faith in the Pioneer Press, but it's a very depleted, depleted outfit. No, it's already the voice of the mystery. The Pioneer Press is less the voice of the mystery than the Star Tribune. No, I, I'm sorry. I was referring to the Star Tri yeah. Tribune. Yeah, that's... But you're just, the, the inevitable conclusion you must reach is that, uh, yes, you can still turn to it and presumably get a baseball score from the previous day and maybe find out what's on television. But all of the news and the opinions would be reinforcing of the mystery because they're choosing not to point out 
the First Amendment, which has been the principal dynamic of a free press in this country for 200 years, they're willing to apparently ignore the fact that some crackpot named Samantha Vang is out to undo it. And they haven't said a word about it. They haven't said a word about it. They did the same thing a couple of weeks ago until it was Yeah, what passed. was it? What was it? We talked about it in the show. Yeah, I was racking my brains. By Are the way, talk about say- the cartoonist getting taken to no, the shed? No, no, it was something no. in the legislature. Yeah. Hold on, I'll pull it And up. we kept asking, why aren't we reading anything about it? Oh, but it you was know what? The, can you know that? what it was? It was the, uh, the uh, pronoun, not the pronoun, but the, the, the language with which we weren't going to uh, associate with pedophiles. They waited until Oh, then. yeah. Where was the story we they kept asking? Yeah, they didn't cover it beforehand. If you're listening from elsewhere in the country and you're not in the state of Minnesota, uh, I would love to tell you that much of what we're telling you is exaggeration, but uh, it's not. Minnesota is a test case for complete collapse. No. no <laughs> Financial you, and ideologically. You're phrasing this long wrong. If you're listening from another state, can you please contact us and tell us what the hell's going on in our state? <laughs> By the way, the St. Cloud Times did report this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. So hats off to them. Do, yeah. do you think newspaper readership uh, politically, uh, give me the uh, divide there, Republican, Democrat. Do you think it's 50-50 you're, uh, for both papers and locally here? Oh, I, it, it 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 literally is so hard to say because the uh, the readership of newspapers is so significantly declined that uh, it, it's really hard to gauge the political affiliation of readers. But that would that would be my question: What would the Star Tribune have to gain then? Are these are these extreme lefties newspaper yeah. readers? Uh, the Minneapolis paper would skew possibly towards a younger reading audience than the Pioneer Press. I'm very confident in suggesting the Pioneer Press would skew a much older readership. Uh, And we're losing them, you know, 10 a day. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Pioneer, the uh, Star Tribune is skewing towards a much younger readership. And... Uh, I I I can't go much beyond that with my my imagination for what what's going to happen. But it seems to me that they just seem perfectly willing to be the newspaper of the mystery. Mm. They uh, they've been practicing. I'm not sure that they. Well, that's all I can say. I I, I wish they weren't, but I think they are. When you first started reading to us from the, were you reading to us from the Life Site story? No, National Review. Because they phrased it much the same the way, uh, much in the same way you did. Um, and they use words that are really frightening. The State Department of Human Rights, uh, they will uh, be required to collect allegations of perceived discrimination or microaggressions. And then what do you do to that person? I've been looking that up, and all I can find is they don't want it to uh, prosecute or whatever. They want to use it as a basis to make legislation. (laughs) 
basically so they have uh what? you know two we had 200 reports of right. um, okay then you know okay. whatever discrimination it'll be like the family leave act you know what they'll use it for the creation of another large government bureaucracy yep. exactly. where they yep. can employ so, another 600 people my approach is too much black helicopter because this paragraph is also disturbing their proposal would allow people to submit reports of alleged slurs or verbal attacks in similar incidents. That, to me, says, Chris Reaver said something in the lunchroom that I don't like. Mm -hmm. I'm contacting I'm contacting Big Brother and letting well, them I know. Can, what I can tell is they will not say, they will not come after Chris Reavers, but they will make sure that what he said is part of the record when they want to make legislation of some sort. So I think Joe's okay. probably on the right track there. They want to... Okay. Expand the government even more. And the legislation would accomplish the development of a new bureaucracy. But then you have to ask the question, well, I suppose given that they're stealing money anyway, uh, they probably wouldn't expect the new bureaucracy to do anything. You'd just be employing 600 more people hmm. uh, to do what? To, yeah, to, to live off the government this, teat. To, to file this stuff. Yep. Okay, yeah. for what purpose? Well, yeah, how, because how, we have to yeah. file it in triplicate. That's what we do here at the Office of Proper mm -hmm. Speech. You need cover letters in your TPS reports. That's absolutely correct. Because there's nothing they can do about it. It's always going to happen, and it's always been dealt with one way or the other. There's As long as there's no uh, you know physical whatever, people going after people. What's the issue, well, aside from people being dumb? One Minnesota. Know. Wait a second. Ken, maybe Kenny's not so paranoid. The bill does not <clears throat> explicitly prevent collecting names of re reported oh, offenders. Oh, boy. So you can have your name. Yeah. Your name will be on a on the Hall of Fame. And will you get a... In your <laughs> citation, <laughs> when you're, when you're uh, getting your citation in the mail, does it... Give you where you were located at the time of said right, offense. Camera you, picture. You, you, you would yeah. think so. Sure. Time of day. So. Yeah. Well, there won't be, but they'd have to make a law at, at that point because there's no law that says I John, can't call. Hold our beer. <laughs> I can't call Kenny uh, whatever I want to call him. It's too late. You already have many, many times. It's hurtful. Yeah, and I apologize. <laughs> I don't accept your apology. It notably <laughs> includes sexual orientation gender identity and gender expression as protected classes, meaning that the opposition to LGBT ideology could land somebody on the registry. And like you said at the outset, uh, Such, that happens right in church. Mm -hmm. I did say that? Yeah, you mentioned church. <laughs> yep. I did? <laughs> but Excuse here, me, yes, you did. Here, uh... When we had our discussions last week on why the DFL is just kicking ass over the Republicans, we also came to the realization, and nobody really contested it, that uh, the DFLers who are no longer the DFLers of your father's generation, these are new Marxist socialists, they don't like the country. If you loved this country, you wouldn't advance this type of bill. No. Because this bill it's, is opposed it, to the First agreed. Amendment. It, this, it's extraordinarily anti-American. It's as anti-American as you opinion. can get. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And 
And who's leading the charge? Samantha Vang, who's not uh, born in America. Well, maybe she was born <coughs> in America. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. But I'll probably, her like I'll probably go on the register if I say something. Yeah, that's hurtful. Very, very hurtful. Yeah, yeah. We should have Walter Hudson on. He's a Republican who came out, uh, one of our guys who came out against this. Right. He's making some Get good him on points. This week. Okay. Good points here on Twitter. Is we, he a black we, dude? Yeah. He looks like a black dude. We, we better. Uh, get going so we can get Johnny's news. We should. I yes. got a week of scooter riding. You did? Facing me. Well, facing me. It's finally clearing up. Uh, miserable Saturday. Yesterday was yeah. nice for Mom's Day. Yep. Uh, a little chilly for scooters, but the scooter's coming out this week. EcoFun takes care of it for me. They delivered it. It's back home. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake in Burnsville, where you can get all those gas-powered scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure, the youth recreational equipment. It is, of course, your headquarters for electric bicycles. Uh, Kalen Bloom is the expert. You'll get the... They got a giant parking lot. It's like giant. an Indy 500 track. <laughs> So you get on, you can test drive all the electric bikes and make sure you get the right one, the yeah. right fit, the right equipment. I loved when I rode one Everything. of those Everything. They've got uh, Vanderhall roadsters and golf carts and 4x4s and youth uh, equipment. It's really a nifty place. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's on 97, just west of 35. You can't miss it. Brand new big facility that opened last summer. And in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42. Don't They got the helmets, the apparel, the whole deal. EcoFunMotorsports.com. Oh, I have one's coming on here. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. That crooked, janky, twisted, hilly, icky yard of yours, just put it in the hands of ProTur. First of all, uh, you've got to get them to um, throw down their chemicals and fix that up. No more weeds, green grass, thick, luscious, the whole deal. You've been hearing me talk about it for years. But the landscaping division, that's what's going to put the cherry on top. They're going to work with you to, to design the most awesome living landscape situation you could possibly imagine them actually show it to you before they even start. It's voodoo. Don't ask me how they do it. They just do it. But anything you need, trees, shrubs, flowers, mulch, rock, sod, concrete pavers, stone pavers, it doesn't matter. They can do it, and they will make it look sharp. The best lawn in the neighborhood and an amazing outdoor environment. You can see all their work at ProfessionalTurf.com. Here's Johnny Height. Thank you, You better Joe. watch what you say. Right. Yeah, you dirt. Oh, never mind. No. Uh, it's this news. Uh, We're all news. sitting here with notebooks and pens just waiting to write down something. What are they going to do, give you a ticket? Well, that's my fear, you know. One hour and two minutes, Joe said. Then I'm going to call. I've uh, this called news. Samantha Vang. I'll do it again, honey. If you're listening, you're despicable. Well, just the point that you just called her honey. Yep, and you're alone, honey. Yeah. honey. Sexist. Yeah. If you I call her anti-American, I suppose I'd go on the list too. That's then. right. Well, 
Uh, this uh, news update is brought to you by the friends at ProfessionalTurf.com. Uh, Alphonse and Elvis were out here today. They did my aeration of my front lawn, and the front lawn is looking Alphonse and Elvis? That's uh, how they signed the sheet. I, I don't know if that's their real names, but I'll, I'll settle for that. Were they a nightclub duo back in the early uh, <laughs> 80s? <laughs> Do they have a news. machine that they follow around with that? That looks like a demanding job. They have two, uh, one the guy rides on and it just goes thump, 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 yeah, yeah, pulls yeah. out the core samples. Yeah. Not samples, but, and then there's one a guy pushes, does the same thing. So, huh. Uh, it, it took him 10 minutes. Those guys put in a hard day of work, boy. Yeah. And uh, news, the uh, story we started with today, a little more information. Now things didn't go so well at the Ward 10 DFL convention this weekend. It was being held at the Ella Baker Center in Minneapolis with a fight breaking out, causing elected officials and others to run for safety. Now, this morning, DFL Chair Ken Martin says he'll call an emergency meeting later this week to address what happened Secret and propose meeting. laws to stop incidents like this in the future. Rook, look that up. Where's the Ella Baker Center? Got go it. ahead, John. Quentin Watham Okama. It's an uptown. Uh, Quentin Watham Okama is the DFL co-sergeant at arms volunteer that was there when all this happened. He said there started to be some scuffles. I was trying to de-escalate to the best of my ability, and that's when things really broke out into chaos. The rhubarb. Rhubarb. He said it all happened when incumbent city council member Aisha Chugati. Uh, thank you, boy. Chugati was about to address the crowd on stage, but supporters of challenger Nasri Warsami took the stage instead. Watham Okama said, we want people to be passionate about our party and about our process, but there's a line. What happened there is folks started shoving and using physical intimidation and accusing folks, and it just kept evolving. Minneapolis police said multiple people were injured. When officers got to the scene, they said nobody was fighting at that time and nobody was arrested. Watham Okama says he's been doing this kind of work for over a decade, but he said seeing this was a first for him. Orsami explained he requested for people to stop the violence, but that went unanswered. He also called on DFL leaders to bring in extra security in the future. In a statement, Jugati called what happened horrifying, uh, horrifying and unacceptable. I don't see, or I don't remember a lot of Somalis living in Ward 10. I don't know. And doesn't this pretty much ensure a Chugati victory? This guy's not going to get three votes, is he? Oh my God, he might. He's got the he's got the riotous uh, crowd. He's got a lot of people. Riotous. Am, am I the only person that's never heard it referred to as a rhubarb? That's yeah, I've never heard of that term. either. Really? You've, oh yeah. You've never heard it in no. baseball. It's an old baseball uh -uh. term when the bench is empty. That's a rhubarb. I've never yeah. heard it referred yeah. to that. Yeah. Well, you could look it up. Maybe Rhubarb's a plant in the backyard that mom makes the pie right. with. Right. I don't know why a fight would be called a rhubarb, Man, but you could look that up I'm and learn something. It's a good yeah. pie. I thought that was when you put your mouth on your little, like your six-month-old little girl bit on her belly, and you go. <laughs> Isn't that a rhubarb? That's no. a raspberry. That's oh, that's a, a raspberry. raspberry. Yeah. Wow. Oh. The legislature now huh. has a week to wrap things up. May 22nd is the day slated for adjournment. But apparently uh, Melissa Hortman would like to get out of there Thursday or Friday. So she thinks uh, they might be able to wrap up before then. Oh, where's she going, John? Um, uh, none of your business, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> 
Late Friday night, the Senate passed a public safety bill that includes background checks for gun show sales and a procedure under which judges could remove guns from individuals determined to be dangerous and uh, also apparently a bias uh, reporting uh, part of the bill. Sure. Yeah. At this uh, the point, bill was, we're all in, huh? Yeah. You're finding out where that is. Uh, Kenny said it was in, whatchamacallit? So you stopped it's in, looking? Yeah, it's in yeah. Uptown. Uh-huh. It's in Uptown. Um, aren't the red flags, red flag laws already in place? Now, do we have two versions of the same? <laughs> don't don't we have two versions of the same law now? I have no idea. I don't know. All right. Either. The House was poised Saturday to pass the public safety measure and send it to Governor Walz's desk, but at the last minute, leaders adjourned the weekend session and pushed the vote to today. Republicans in the House aired frustrations with Democrats on Saturday, accusing DFLers of negotiating major bills behind closed doors instead of in public conference committees. House Democrats adjourned without taking up the public safety bill after shouting matches broke out on the floor. Republicans used long speeches and parliamentary motions to delay the chamber from voting on the bills on Saturday. It's almost like they're rushing to get done. Uh, could there be a reason for that? There is, Joe. I have it from a mole on the inside. Right. Uh, it's almost like you're in a They hurry. always go long. It's yeah. been reported yeah. That the legislature might finish early this year. Okay. What has not been reported, but I have heard firsthand, is that one of the reasons is because Speaker Horman, Hortman, 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 excuse me, yep, sorry, Speaker Hortman has a class reunion that she would like to attend this oh, weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, all the news stories have noted that she would like to wrap up Thursday or Friday, but yeah. they haven't noted the class reunion. She's got a reunion so, to get to. Wait a minute. We're going <laughs> to look her up. Where'd she go we're to high school? Such a joke. We're going <laughs> to put to rest the state's business. Yeah. She's doing one of these. It's, it's like <laughs> uh, on, it's in Texas up. during football season, in church, all the guys in the back, they're all pointing <laughs> yeah. at their watch. Keep it fair. Keep up. it fair. Let's go. Amen. Or Kenny, Kenny Friday. <laughs> Afternoon about one twenty-five. Joe, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Heavy Here rain and flooding. Rook. Oh my God. Okay. Heavy rain and flooding closed a few highways yesterday in southern Minnesota. It's believed to be the cause of a mudslide on Highway sixty-eight south of Cortland, according to the Minnesota Department of Transportation. Reports of the mudslide were first made to Mindot around four in the morning. Mindot Assistant Maintenance Manager Chase Fester said the road was closed for about six hours. A couple of cars were damaged going through it, but luckily nobody was hurt. Fester considered it a small-scale mudslide. He estimated it was 10 times smaller than one he remembers back in the same spot in 2018. He said at that point, material was 8 to 10 feet deep across the road. Fester expects Highway 93 near Henderson to be closed at least for the next couple of days and Highway 19 east of the city to be closed at least through this afternoon. All right, here's Melissa Hortman's bio. 1988 grad. She was born in Fridley. Yep. Blaine High School. Oh, and when those Bengals oh, get to Bengals. Bengals party, baby. They you want to be hit it hard. Uh, you know what I heard happens? Then, huh? She goes back to her high school reunion and everyone gives her the business about what's going on in the state. Wouldn't that be spectacular? See, I'm the opposite of her. I would prolong the work so I wouldn't have to go to the, <laughs> the reunion. <laughs> When's the last one you went to, Joe? Yeah, that was my question. Have you been to one? I don't think I have. If I have, it's been to one, and I can't remember when that would have been. Rookie, I bet you've been to every single one. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. When those uh, 87 Raiders get together, 
Whoever's the first man out is uh, I is think I went to one high school and one college, and that's it. Really? College? Yeah. Huh. I've never had a college reunion. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. A couple My Brown Institute. Was, Let's go. Tenth was a blast. Loved the tenth because everybody was still around. I might have gone yeah. to the tenth. I haven't when been you to can one. Still recognize people. Yeah, no, I'm not going. I got uh, I got the fiftieth coming up in a couple of years. Wow, John. I'm not hauling my fat ass out of the chair, driving th two miles into town to go see these <laughs> morons. Talk about what I've been doing. Two miles. Two miles. <laughs> what you been up to, Kenny? Kenny, I've been minding if, my own business, asswipe. Kenny, if you ever do decide to go to an Alexandria reunion, please dress up like you did oh. in that football picture from back in the day. Oh, my God. With the big that. fro and the shades. I thought it was a, like an animal or something. No. <laughs> picture my, of an animal. One of my favorite pictures of all time. Yeah, the big hair from the 80s. <laughs> big, uh, yeah. Uh, one other story before we take a little break here. Uh, AM radio we're going to talk about now. Oh. Uh, of course, it started started a while back. AM radios were being left out of new cars. And now because of electric vehicles, it's becoming much more common. Automakers like BMW, Volkswagen, Mazda, and Tesla are removing AM radios from new electric vehicles because of all the static. And no, Ford, it's because they want to kill evil talk radio. <laughs> yeah. And Ford, one of the nation's top three auto sellers, is taking an even bigger step, eliminating AM from all of its vehicles, whether electric or gas-powered. How are you supposed to listen to the ball game? I don't know, Herb. Well, you can, you can still listen on FM, yeah, they're Joe. On FM, they're, Joe. They're on oh. FM, too. Yeah. Uh, 82 million Americans still listen to AM stations every month, according to the National Association they of Broadcasters. They just didn't listen to us. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but the AM audience, according to the NAB, has been aging for decades. Yeah. Ford says its data pulled from Internet-connected vehicles shows that less than 5% of in-car listening is to an AM radio station. Ford spokesman Alan Hall said that's because of a couple of reasons. One, uh, most of the AM stations also offer the programming online or on FM sister stations. That's how you'd listen to the ball game, Joe. The automaker says it'll continue to offer alternatives for customers to hear their favorite AM radio music and news as they remove AM from their new models. Yes. You know, I believe that one of the uh, concluding decisions that led to this, John, was they heard this bit of audio and said, you know what, we're done. We're done completely with AM. Rash and aggressive, but still willing to laugh at ourselves when it's necessary. 1500 ESPN. Wow. <laughs> what are you giggling about over there? This is the greatest thing I've ever heard of. It's yeah. called the American <laughs> Institute of Non-Destructive <laughs> Testing. You're wondering, what does that mean? I wondered the same thing, too. Yeah, you know, technology. It's a school based in Baxter, up near Brainerd. Okay. They have tremendous placement rate success. They do. They, they sound uh, great, by the way. <laughs> It combines class. It's a school? That it's was an like, online account. Okay. I was like a two year gift you gave me, Such. Thank you for that. <laughs> and they said, you know what? Um, AM, we're, yeah. we're good. Uh, you know, we're, we're good. It's funny. Here. They sent me all the information and, and it made perfect sense. And it was so awesome that I almost quit the, the show. It's a hell of a. <laughs> Go up there and take the course and start making some be, real I adult wish money. come back with us now that I know what the hell they do. Right. Oh, you're going to take it from me, then? Yes, I would. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, 
Uh, we'll have some more news in a minute, but right now let's hear from uh, our buddy, the Rookster. Thank you, Johnny Kick. I got to tell you about Minnesota Masonic Charities. Why not? They're an outfit that in 2006, several longstanding charities of Minnesota Masonry combined to create one umbrella organization, and that is now Minnesota Masonic Charities. And it doesn't have anything to do with this evil government. Not at all. On the contrary, they are helping people and not requiring the government to do anything. Get out of their way. Exactly. That's what they're going to do. They've been doing this for quite some time, and I've been to their campus uh, in Bloomington. It is fantastic. They have a nice museum there about their history, and the reason that they're on Garage Logic right now is they want to get the word out for the good that they're doing, and then hopefully you'll jump on board and help out as well. Go to their website, poke around, mnmasoniccharities.org. If you want to call someone and talk to somebody, you can. They'll tell you about They'll brag about themselves, 952 9486200 compassionate committed and capable also check out their um, wonderful scholarships they got a great deal and you can find out all the information that you need at mnmasoniccharities.org We haven't had many roofers join us on Garage Logic, but Pete is with us from Hire a Pro, and he wants to explain to you how they do what they do. Hey, Joe. In the end, I got tired of door knockers, and, you know, the profits on residential roofing are obscene. I came up with a better way to get it done. At Hire a Pro, we help the homeowner get their roof replaced from their insurance proceeds so that they can earn what a roofing company normally would in profits instead. Yeah, but I thought I thought it works like this. The homeowner isn't supposed to make money on their insurance claim. So let me ask you this. When it hails on the roof of somebody who owns a roofing company, do you think the insurance company is making them find another company to do the job? Uh, no. That's right. It's legal to make money on it, but it's illegal for a contractor to pay you for the job. Most people just don't know a crew. They don't know what materials to get. We take care of all of that for them so that they can earn like a roofing company would, replacing their own roof. So look, if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400. That's 651-402-3400. Or visit them online at hireadot.com. Pro. That's higher, uh, then put the dot there, pro. Truth, justice, and the suture. Okay, go ahead, Such. Ask me, what, what, what am I doing after the show? What are you doing after the show? Well, I'll tell you what, Joe. I'm going to run over to Alexandria and buy myself a one-man post hole auger, a little powered unit. You know, when I get it home, the first thing I'm going to do? Add a dollop. Add a dollop. Give it a shot right away. Oh, Seafoam, I love the stuff. And, oh, my brand-new post oil auger, even though I'm only going to use it 10 times and probably never pick it up again, is going to get a steady diet of Seafoam. So when I go to sell it and the guy comes over and I'm going to say, yeah, I, the thing hasn't been started in years. It's going to start in the first poll. The guy's going to pay me my full price. It's going to be awesome. Just another advantage of using Seafoam. It's the DIY stuff that helps our engines last longer and just make us a lot happier. Pour it in and you're done. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. Say, John and guys, yes. I got a great note from Mark Glodek who says, thanks for the laughs, insight, and fun adventures with the crew. My membership has arrived. Proud member of the town council 
And he sent a picture of what appears to be a Porsche oh, with the town council. I saw that. Uh, decal right in the front window. I meant to ask him if it was okay to post that, but I didn't want to post it. Well, that's up to him, not that, me. Yeah, I, yeah. I was going to email him Thank back. Thank you for joining, Mark. Very cool photo. Yeah. I know uh, that he, name. He uh, sends us some stuff from time to time, right? I, yes. I did not recognize past. it. Yeah, yeah. Here's Johnny. Thanks, Joe. Uh, one thing before I get back to the news, I looked up just uh, by chance the one Republican who's one running for the Minneapolis City Council with the 28 uh, Democrats, right. Democratic <laughs> Socialists. Yeah, up in Angela, four. It, pardon me? Up in yeah, four, four, right? Yeah. Yep. And Angela Janice Williams is her name. Now, I guess if I had looked this up first, I'd have probably thought she was a Democrat, too. Yeah. Uh, her main her main things are public safety initiatives. OK, yeah. that's that's fine. Uh, second, climate equity justice. Oh. Go, Latricia Vita. Transportation equity. Yeah, you got to have equity. Yeah, and then tenant rights and fair housing. So I'm what not sure. What the hell is transportation equity? I'm not, not uh, really sure. You know, it'd be fun to go up to Ward 4, stand on a corner, and uh, ask the voters. Yeah. Hey, how do you feel about <laughs> the old climate? Yeah. The what? <laughs> Uh, I news. wonder if, much like uh, the rest of the Republican Party in the great uh, Twin Cities metro area, does she make her own signs? She has one sign. She has one it sign. at her house. With a Sharpie made her yeah, herself. Right. Transportation equity would be if someone was on light rail and they didn't know how to sit. Ah. So you, as a, as a person who sat, okay. you would have to say, here, here's, here's what, what you, you do. do. You yep. put your, put your bottom down right here on the seat. Just now, don't... Don't we sit on the, We're both sitting. That, oh, that's a dirty needle. Don't yeah. oh, don't yeah. sit there. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a broken meth pipe. Don't sit no, there. Don't do that. Uh, that's a little, I don't know what that is, blood or throw up. I wouldn't sit there either. Speaking of mass uh, transportation, this story out of New York City with the, uh, the Navy SEAL. Yep. This is a bad deal here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Go ahead. I don't know the story. The, the the Navy SEAL How could that you not know this story? That, that choked the guy to death that was threatening passengers. Oh, I, unfortunately, I do know yeah, that he's story. He's now being charged because the uh, the defender caved to public pressure. So, great. In other news, the number of migrants seeking to cross the southern U.S. border was markedly down during the past two days, bucking expectations of a surge after pandemic-era border rules expired. Uh, the U.S. Border Patrol has, quote, experienced a 50% drop in the number of encounters versus what they experienced earlier in the week before those restrictions known as Title 42 were lifted. Well, Mayorkas, who is the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, Secretary Alexander, said it's too uh, soon to say whether numbers have peaked, border agents reported about 6,300 encounters Friday, 4,200 on Saturday, down from about 10,000 a day early last week. Relative calm prevailed over the weekend in El Paso, Texas, which has been receiving throngs of asylum seekers passing through neighboring Mexico. The huge crowds of people from Central America, South America, the Caribbean have dwindled to groups of dozens on both sides of the border. Well, we've been doing this all wrong, Ned. There should be no uh, enforcement at the border at all. Just say, come on in. That'll get them to start in. thinking about, well, why? why? <laughs> the <laughs> trick. What do you got going over there? <laughs> come on, come on in. Come Let's on, go. Free. Uh, no, America. never mind. I'm going to go home. <laughs> it was fun America. when I had to sneak in, but wh why are you asking me why, to come Why is in? this too easy? I'm not coming in there. <laughs> Americans are keeping their cars longer than ever. 
The average age of a passenger vehicle on the road hit a record 12 and a half years this year. That according to data gathered by the S&P Global Mobility. Sedans are even older on average, 13.6 years. It's blamed mostly on the pandemic, which in 2020 triggered a global shortage of automotive computer chips, the vital component that runs everything from radios to gas pedals to transmissions. Prices reached record highs, and though they've eased somewhat, the cost of a vehicle still feels too expensive for a lot of Americans, especially when coupled with now much higher loan rates. Since the pandemic struck three years ago, the average new vehicle has gone up 24% to about 48 grand as of April. Typical loan rates, about 7%. It all pushed the national average monthly auto loan payment to $729, Oof. prohibitively too high for many. Experts say a family earning the median U.S. household income can no longer afford the average new car payment and still cover the necessities. Used vehicle prices have surged also up 40% to nearly 29 grand. With an average loan rate reaching 11%, the typical monthly used vehicle payment now $564. Faced with deciding between making a jumbo payment and keeping their existing vehicles, more owners are choosing to stick with the old cars, even if it means spending more on repairs and maintenance. 2004 Honda Pilot with 260,000 miles on it, and she is, what's that, 19 years old? They're making them better than they used to. Changing yeah. the oil religiously. Oh, Hondas and Toyotas have always been uh, high-mileage vehicles. And as far as sedans go, it stands to reason you'd keep one because they're getting to be rarely manufactured anymore. Yeah. They're mostly trucks and SUVs. Right. <laughs> the value of my truck actually went up. Mm-hmm. What the hell? <laughs> Makes no sense. Turkey's presidential election will be decided in a runoff. Election officials announced this morning after incumbent Recep Erdogan pulled ahead of his chief challenger but fell short of an outright victory. That would increase his increasingly authoritarian rule into a third decade. The May 28th second round vote will determine whether the strategically located NATO country remains under the president's firm grip or would embark on a more democratic course promised by his main rival, Kamal Kilsadagarlu. I practiced that many times. Nice. While Erdogan has governed for 20 years, opinion polls had suggested that run could be coming to an end, and that's then a cost of living crisis and criticism over the government's response to that February earthquake might redraw the electoral map. Instead, Erdogan's retreat was still less marked than predicted, with his alliance retaining its hold on the parliament. It looks like he's now in a good position to win in the second round of voting. John, that's fantastic. But do you guys want to hear about what's happening at the failed University of St. Thomas? Sure yes. do. Can hardly wait. Well, then take a break and come back and let's do it. But how about first I let you and the dealers know that it's officially mosquito season. It's that time. Ew. It is the season. And you know what? We had about 10 seconds of sunlight uh, over the course of the weekend. So I sat outside last night and noticed, uh-oh, I better get on the horn with my friends at Mosquito Shield. MoShield.com. Joe, there's no dash. MoShield.com. Go on their website, just enter in your zip code and you're going to find them. Or give the crew, it's Kelsey and Mike, a call today at 612-619-1556. Mention GL and you're going to get $50 off of your service. They are the best and they work, trust me. Uh, Their territory, by the way, for Ray and Mike, the father and son team, it runs from 
East 169 all the way up to 35W to the St. Croix Forest Lake and south to Lakeville. Getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks is their expertise. They're not like other pest control companies or lawn cares that also spray for bugs. They focus only on the mosquitoes and the ticks. 612-619-1556 or MoShield.com. Let them know you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Big event coming up from the GLers at DK Mags in June. DK Mags is providing a Sig Sauer Try Before You Buy event at the Metro Gun Club on June 3rd from 10 to 5 p.m. Sig Sauer will have a lane at Metro Gun Club and playing for DK Mags customers to try a number of Sig rifles and pistols. Along with this one-day only event, DK Mags will also be offering 10% off on Sig Sauer firearms and accessories and 15% off Sig ammo. And Saturday will be the last day to qualify for the $60 Sig Sauer web store promotion. And if that's not enough, DK Mags will be giving away a Metro Gun Club pistol membership. Just sign up when you try a Sig Sauer on June 3rd. And when you visit DK Mags, be sure to sign up for a chance to win a second membership. Remember, all of the same pricing available at their other location, Monticello Pond and Gun. DK Mags is on Old 8 in New Brighton and on the web. They're at dkmags.com. Do this. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. You know, the uh, in L.A. now they got a new idea. What's going oh, yeah, on? Trendy this. L.A. What do we got? <laughs> this is uh, great. Most traffic enforcement should be done by civilians. Yikes. Oh, really? What could go wrong? Yeah. How's this going to work? Uh... Only in tandem with major infrastructure upgrades that improve safety along city streets are among the nation's deadliest. Uh, this is from the Los Angeles Times. Uh, there's a report from the city transportation department that says uh, uh, police, you could diminish the role of the police and bring in, you know, Barney Fife to arrest you for speeding or something. I don't even want to read it. No, come well, no, on. I want to. I, I want to know how this works. The debate over what role police should have in enforcing traffic safety comes amid an alarming year-long rise in road deaths and injuries. It illustrates both the promise and challenge of removing armed officers from traffic safety duties. Transportation safety advocates say persistent traffic violence, particularly in low-income neighborhoods, shows the city needs to crack down harder on reckless driving. And supporters of criminal justice want a less punitive approach uh, because this letting criminals off the hook is, is, is a disease everywhere. Uh, so they say communities that have historically borne the brunt of overaggressive policing uh, have not made the streets safer. And so they say that we should uh, have a self-enforcing infrastructure, narrower, narrower, narrower streets, no. Oh. Dedicated bike lanes. Of course. And more clearly marked pedestrian crosswalks. Then we can slow the traffic, discourage speeding, and that's it's much like Vision Vision Zero. Right. Unveiled in twenty fifteen by Eric Garcetti to end traffic deaths within a decade they would increase safety and reduce the need for active enforcement. In high-injury network corridors, low-income communities, and communities of color. 
Uh, they said it should be not reliant on law enforcement. The city could use unarmed civilians to enforce safety-related <laughs> traffic violations, oh such as speeding. In the same vein wow. as cities such as Berkeley, Oakland, and Philadelphia. Unarmed, you said? Unarmed. Oh, that's okay, a great so idea. That takes a little bit of the fun out of it. <laughs> um, but the whole time you're talking, uh, I'm thinking... Now, what, what vehicle do I, am I, am I, do I need a Cobra or I need something that steers but also does a good buck? You want to challenge your jailbreak. A buck 60. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, some of these Dodge uh, cars, uh, oh, maybe the vet. Kenny, you know what came to my mind when I read this story? Rook, are we allowed to say when you were up for that thing a couple yeah. of months ago? Yeah. And when, remember when Rookie uh, talked to the St. Paul police and said, hey, uh, when do I get my gun? Jokingly, he said that, yeah. right? That's yeah. exactly what I'm picturing that they're hiring. For you know what, jobs. Joe? I need something with a big front bumper because you <laughs> like know it's going to it's going to be three, four <laughs> high speed chases a day, and I'm going to need to spin these summer bitches out on the freeway. Yeah. So I don't want to do a lot of damage to my vehicle. Uh, yeah, this could be a lot of fun. What's it pay, Joe? Does, does George it Floyd wage? got in here. This is all post George Floyd stuff. The uh, anti-police. Nowhere does it is it telling me how I, as a civilian, am supposed to address a speeder. Well, how am I supposed to stop the speeder? That's that's not in here. Well, I'm going to take right. him out. I'm going to do one of those maneuvers, and I'm going to spin that Ooh, ass, the jackass pit. around yeah, and let my maneuver. car get crashed into. Well, that's your problem. You shouldn't have been parking there, you hippie. You should have been a civilian traffic yeah, enforcement hippie. officer. Oh, I'd want a badge and a uniform. Yeah, yeah, I'd need to be official. Yeah, I got to have some outfits. I need the hat. I yep. got to have a hat. <laughs> I like the Minnesota State Patrol. I need, I need that hat. I need a government-issued yeah. flashlight. Yeah. I need stick. all kinds of stuff. The nice yeah. stick. Yeah. Okay, good luck to you, L.A., another ruined city in California, uh, only because they come what's that? Hold on. Hold what's on. that movie where they uh, come up to the guy that's speeding and they do the meow thing? Super troopers. <laughs> super yeah, troopers. Super troopers. Yeah. Uh, Joe, along those lines, Portland also says, hold my beer. I didn't realize this unless you guys did, and I just missed it. Did you guys realize the uh, May 9th that the Portland Police Department just announced the return of their traffic division, meaning they had been going without one for quite some time? Were you guys aware of this? No. Was not. I, I completely had no idea. So apparent, and then people are going nuts because they're claiming, well, they're disproportionately how, racist. Yada yada. How yada. fun would it be to pull over a cop? Cop just driving down <laughs> Wilshire Boulevard, minding his own business, and pull him over and give him the business. Yeah. You know how fast you were going, officer. <laughs> Remember the one guy on New Year's Eve that pulled over the drunk guy pulled over the cop, and then got in trouble. He's right. on had the, the stuff, he had know. the fun light on. Yeah. Is that the one where he said, I thought you had, my wife ran away with a trooper and I thought you were bringing her back? <laughs> no. <laughs> he, had the, uh, he had the Starsky and Hutch light, right? Or oh, yeah. he could just slap it on the roof. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, my friends. <gasps> that's the, the car, that big Ford, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a tank. My uh, friends, the Lymans, are taking some umbrage, have uh, some taking issue with me. Oh. Uh -oh. I possibly have been unfair. I did not mean to imply the Lymans were, uh, well. I say that they were uh, they're ensconced at the villages in Florida, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm learning that last week on several occasions you implied that the villages was a swinging place for seniors. That's right. Yeah, you called them swingers. 
when we chose to rent here, we weren't aware of those rumors. So, so far, we've been here. We haven't seen this behavior and have and have not been approached by it's, anyone. It's Fondue Friday. Yeah. Wink, wink, Gross. wink. <laughs> After you mentioned this, we looked up how this came about. Jessica wrote about it on the link at WorldWideWaftage.com. You can go there and read... Uh, adults only, please, debunking a myth about the village's fabulous time with visiting friends. And uh, if if so, if you want the dope on uh, on what's happening at the villages, uh, the Lymans have it on their worldwide waftage website. Okay, where they're waiting for uh, new passports and a new travel itinerary and. And a call, apparently. No, they're, they right. haven't been approached. Right. I can't tell if he's disappointed by that or relieved. I'm not sure. I'm with you. I'm not Now, sure. yeah. they have buffets at those things, right? I don't oh. know if they have a buffet. All you can <laughs> eat. Take All a little, you can eat. Take a little break what? and get some... Tom, uh, that yeah. was Kenny. Tom get and Jessica. Taters. Get some lasagna or something. <laughs> okay. Got to keep your strength up. Okay. Yeah. Well, we do have something that happened. On this day in history. 1896 on this day. We're going way back. That's right. May 15. 100 years ain't what it used to be. That's what I heard. The St. Paul Saints, at the time, a Western League professional baseball club, played their first home game at Aurora Park, beating the Grand Rapids Yellow Jackets 17-zip. Wow, huh. shutout. 17 and Oh, nothing. I bet they were wringing their hand. This is going to be a great On club. this day in 1896, and apparently there was a ball game at Aurora Park, which would have been downtown and uh, no longer exists, nor could I, I. I have resources where I could find out for you, but I couldn't identify where that park would, would have been. I see. I see, said the blind man who... Picked up a hammer and saw. And grabbed some lasagna. So the villages, uh, <laughs> apparently they're not that uh, uh, swinging as I was led to believe they no. are. I went to Worldwide Waftage, and he indeed, uh, or she, Jessica. The, uh, art, Jessica mentions uh, your show and comments that were made, and then links everybody to our podcast. So oh, boy. That's nice. Right. It'd be fun to see. Remember when, uh, when he'd get a little long and he'd start rambling on and on? Jessica would just simply place her hand on his arm. He'd calm him down. And he'd stop talking. Yeah. I wonder how that works at the parties. All I know is they must <laughs> really like each other because they just keep traveling the world. Yep. I think these two are Where my to favorite. Next? They're my favorite GLers. Yeah. Where do you think really. they're going next? Well, they're going to... Oh, no. no. He told Probably me. The it was a European oh. swing, wasn't yeah, it? they got all kinds of um, plants. Not, I'm reading Jessica's column. It says, uh, uh, having a pink flamingo in the yard is used as an indicator of a swinging lifestyle. We have two pink flamingos out they there. They do? <laughs> <laughs> Strangers calling all the time. Yeah. You in there? <laughs> Well, I, I bet it's oh. fun. Are you required to bring like a dish or something? I don't know where he's hung up on this. Uh, no, it's a potluck the situation. Deal. Yeah, the buffet. Bottle of wine, or, I don't know. Uh, Towels, oh, GLers. Uh, good luck in the state of Minnesota. It's uh, <laughs> it's you. pretty much over as far as we know it. So enjoy yourself well, while you, you can. can. Yeah. yeah, thank you.
Hey everybody, it's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GARAGELOGIC50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GARAGELOGIC50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. We're almost done, Patrick. Rookie's going to wrap her up right now. I'm going to send you over to PodMN right now on your smartphone for a library of fantastic podcasts and maybe some that you'll just discover because you randomly went there and poked around. PodMN on your smartphone. GarageLogic.com will get you the town council that Joe referred to earlier. If you're not a member, it's 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks a year. And you can get a Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store $10 gift card for signing up. And then, this is the real, this is the uh, the trifecta, is going to YouTube and subscribing to Garage Logic on YouTube. A lot of fun videos, early Garage Logic years, quirky videos, all sorts of good stuff. That's at the Garage Logic YouTube page. Subscribe today, please. Did you ever look up rhubarb? Oh, yeah. I'll save it for sports talk. Oh, I I could bring that to the party. How do you spell rhubarb? 